0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 258. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hype man. Whoop, whoop. Brad Dowdy in the house, everybody.
1: <laughs> Actually, I don't have much to hype today, but my, I got my Hype Man chopped finally, brought it home, Mike. So you're not the only one with the fancy Glenn HK wax seal now, are you? No, I'm not. I saw your
0: Instagram picture. It looks real good. I like that you did the kind of like not completely full wax it's like broken you know you're like, <laughs> <Not complete>. oh. <laughs> that mean,
1: that was really nice way of saying you're horrible at this
0: no no because it makes it look like you're cool right it's like oh, ah yeah. i just throw this thing together i don't worry you know
1: yeah that's exactly what i was going for i was i, I wasn't going for let's not the catch the desk on fire that's that's <laughs> that's how that. Happens. that's some real danger so, in all of that right like it's a whole big so, thing so, yeah, now, like, I thought this was going to be easy, but I have, like, legit questions on wax seals, which I didn't think that thing was a, a, something I was ever going to say. But So, when you're dripping the wax onto the surface of the page, mm-hmm. are you holding the, let's call it a candle, the wax stick, are you holding the candle at a horizontal, or are you holding it at a vertical to where the the flame goes like straight up and dumps more wax
0: this is why i think we're doing it fundamentally differently right because the little kit Mm -hmm. that i bought it had a little Mm -hmm. spoon so i cut Mm -hmm. off a piece of the wax (laughs) put it in the spoon that's right you're tied over a candle yeah yeah that's exactly and then just drip it onto the page right that's Uh, that that's cool like i don't know setting like trying to melt the whole wax straight from the stick just seems like a nightmare to me i bet that's how all the cool
1: kids do it but i don't think i'm at that level yeah, yeah. So the the theme uh or the the answer seems to be diagonal. So somewhere in between what I'm doing. Because if I hold it just horizontal to the page, it doesn't drip enough. Like I think it's going to dry out before I stamp, right? You got to have a nice puddle mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you hold it, I said, "Okay, well then I must need to hold it vertically, so the rack wax will really start dripping." And then it just started like sparking and shooting crap everywhere. So that was, that wasn't a good idea either. That doesn't um, sound like it went very well. Yeah, well, it it I eventually got there, but it was taking like longer than I thought, <laughs> and I was concerned about like it was going taking so long. I almost had the ash from the wick fall into the seal which wouldn't have been a good look uh, or maybe a, maybe it would be a good look add some some flavor to it um but yeah this is fun it's gonna be a problem uh mine says hashtag hype man and pen addict and it's got some nibs and ink bottles on there it's really cool i need to get some brighter wax it obviously didn't photograph very well because it's a dark navy blue wax i don't even know where i got this from so but i, I knew i had some i had to dig it out
0: so say there's there's tons on amazon like seriously like on prime It's crazy. There's so much of that stuff. I couldn't believe it. Yeah.
1: Well, and we, when we were at the Chicago Pin Show, uh, Matt from the Pin Habit came over with a a fistful of wax sticks from Renzo at Papier Plume. He's got some beautiful, like, swirly stuff. It looks really nice.
0: It's a whole big thing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, this is the whole thing. So I'll figure it out. I'll do a better, better stamp, better, uh, better seal. Um, I'm still not writing any letters yet, but now I'm. I guess I'm gonna have to to use these fun new toys. So, um, we'll see. We uh, we now both have ours, uh, our Glenn HK stamps wax seals from Glenn, which is awesome. Thank you.
0: Glenn is the man. Yep. All right. So, uh, talking about the man, uh, Thomas Hall did some detective work regarding the mm-hmm. ed- new Edison filling system for me. You no, know, I mm-hmm. asked the question last week if my Menlo could be converted into their new draw filler. Uh, it turns out it can't; it, it's not possible. Right. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense, but it was just like on a on a off chance hope, right? And basically, from from Edison pens, they basically said that the uh, the interior of the draw filling barrel has a very precise internal bore that matches with the O rings, so it can make the the draw filling action, correct? So, mm-hmm. like, you'd basically destroy the barrel to try and retrofit it, so. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, so here's my thinking around mine. I've just, I've got my, my Menlo in my hand right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to today try and give this thing a thorough, thorough clean, like, everything I can possibly do to it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to, like, pen flush it and, and all that stuff, right? Because I haven't used the JB pen flush yet. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to give it a go and see if, see if I can, see if it performs okay, you know, my concern is that maybe I just haven't been as nice to this pen as I should have been, and that that might have contributed to some of the issues that I'm having. Um, mm. If it doesn't seem like it's any better, then I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to send it to to them to take a look at it.
1: I mean, you'll know real quick if the ink's leaking out the back. I mean, exactly. it's not like a sieve, but it starts getting into other areas where it shouldn't get into. Yeah, yeah. So like right I now,
0: it's. I, I think I'm gonna need a bit. Yeah, I've needed a bit of force to even get the. And section off, because right. they, there's just, yeah, some mess in there.
1: So I'm actually considering getting one of these draw fillers. I want to see him at the next yeah. show yeah. Brian's at. Maybe he'll be at DC. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he's planning on it and uh, might get one get one there, see what kind of special ones he makes for the show. But uh, I am kind of interested in it now.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I just love the pants, right? Yeah, Are they're awesome. It's beautiful? one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But maybe I chose the wrong filling system. But I was just so excited, you know.
1: Well, it was the right filling system. I knew going into it is going to be very difficult to maintain, but it turns out it's even more so, and there's some issues with it on top of that. So it's tough. But yeah, we'll see. I would get yours uh, reworked if it if it continues to leak because it's an amazing pen.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I love it so much, and I don't use it as much as I want to because of it.
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, and I didn't put this in the the show notes, but I mentioned in the members newsletter this week that my Optima is back from the shop that's
0: good news. What happened to that?
1: It broke in half, (laughs) which is not hilarious. And I'm sitting here giggling. So it was the damnedest thing. I've never seen a pen do this before, but, um, and since it's a limited edition, they can't just like swap it out for me. They had to, I basically got a rebuilt barrel on there. So they had to rebuild the cylinder and Mm -hmm. make it again.
0: You know me, man. I raise my eyebrows at something like that, right? That shouldn't happen, especially on how much do those pens
1: cost? This one cost me like five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, there's, there's just no, there's just no world in which the pen should break in half at five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, I know, and you know me. I mean, I'm the world's worst, like, and I, I, I can't live without this pen. I can't live without you, Mike. I. <laughs> I, so it's like I'm forgiving of it because it is such a perfect pen All for right. me. Well,
0: I mean, they swapped it out with no fuss, right? It
1: seems like sure. Now, so if it happens again, if it happens again, then we got a problem. We're gonna have a talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we
0: need to sit down. Need to put Aurora in the corner and give him a real talking to. <laughs> <it. laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, I'll be checking out the latest and greatest from Aurora at the Triangle Pen Show in two weeks, Mike, and Raleigh. Actually, not in Raleigh. It's outside mm-hmm. of Raleigh in a town called Cary in North Carolina, June 2nd to 4th. Come see me. Come hang out. If you're in the area, come visit. I think uh, Franklin Kristoff might do an open house. i got to find out from them, so this is my way of asking them publicly and putting them on the spot. Um, that would be cool to go see their shop while I was there. And you're going to get to uh, meet one of the littlest pen addicts. My daughter, Elizabeth, is coming to work her first show. Um, so she will be there. She is traveling with me as we set up the knock table. And uh, we'll be slinging some pen cases and some paper there. And I'm looking forward to it. It's a new show for me. And uh, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm really, really excited. So we can, gosh, I guess we leave a week from tomorrow. So it's not even two weeks away.
0: So uh what what will people be able to expect from from Brad Dowdy at the show do you think?
1: Um well, I don't know. I'll be there and I'll say hi and there'll be hugs and there'll be beer. So the yeah, hugs are the important that's, part. Yeah, that's generally what you can expect from me. So um it'll be fun and uh we'll have, of course have some some knock stuff you can only get at pen shows these days um jeff's working a little magic for this show uh some people have been asking for a certain case so they're going to be super ticked off when they see it and can't get it um which is you know we gotta we gotta have some stuff that's uh pen show only so no i
0: like that i think it's good i mean it's mm-hmm. encouraging people to come out to their local pen shows i think that's a great idea yep and plus as we said before like for people that already own your entire product line, of which there are many, this mm-hmm. gives them something else to buy from you, which is always a good thing.
1: Exactly. Um, we are in business to stay in business. Okay, yeah, you, <laughs> you <are>. know. <laughs> so yes, we sell things. So yeah.
0: So we have some new products to talk about today, Brad.
1: Yeah, and some of these are new, as in brand new, just announced this week, and some of these are old, and I miss them. One of them is even from last year. Um, I get the Farney's pen catalog, which I would normally not even flip through, but it's kind of cool to see all the pens and all the things, and uh, see which terrible Esther Brooks they're promoting this this time around. Because my God, that guy still exists, and which I didn't realize until like I got to the second to last page of the catalog, and um, there was some tragic, tragic stuff in there. Um, but I noticed two pens that. Um, Should have been on my radar and weren't just to discuss. One is the Fisher Space Pen 50th Anniversary Pen in the catalog. Um, I don't know when this exactly came out, but it's kind of cool. I've become a Fisher Space Pen fan. I mean, I guess I always have been, but I find myself using that format of small pocket pin more these days with the way my work goes at knock you know i just want something small to throw in my pocket and a lot of times it's the fisher space pin or at least something like the Shone Pen with the fisher space pin refill 50th uh 50th anniversary one is black with a gold section and has the five phases of the moon and a 50 on there uh, what do you think about this one i think it looks pretty cool it's beautiful as far
0: yeah. as like a limited edition goes it's really good because it's sticking to what it is right like it's space and right but like the th- what they've chosen the design that they've chosen is just a good looking design right, right? <laughs> you know like right. th- y- y- that doesn't need to be a 50th it could just be a design and you'd be happy with it i think it's right. really really nice i think it's really really nice
1: yeah so um there's your uh your next gift to our friend stephen hackett um he will uh i don't know y'all y'all that relay space pin y'all did for us was so cool I still like that one a lot. Oh, but, uh, I, yeah, this is pretty yeah, great. Yeah,
0: me too. That's, that sits on my desk. Like, I absolutely love that thing. <laughs> I will give that as a tip to anyone. Like, space pens with engravings on them are great gifts.
1: Yep. Yep. This next pen, I guess, is a great gift, but I have some real questions about it. So, I this is another one I found in the catalog. And it's a cross pen, which I don't necessarily, you know, we don't run in those circles. Like, when we had the cross uh, with the tracker. Um, We talked about a few podcasts ago where you can, if you lose your pen, you can Bluetooth track it with the tracker software. Uh, That was something not on my radar until someone sent me this. No one sent me this, but I saw it in the catalog. It's called the Peerless Fondery 47 collector's edition. So what this group of pens is, I'm going to read this real quick. This special edition rollerball pen supports Fondery 47's efforts to help stop gun violence in war-torn regions of Africa by removing assault rifles from circulation. Awesome, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, they have a very, you know, it's a plan, you know, they're going in, they're trying to do something good, and where they lose me is, they make the pen from recycled AK-47s. So what you're asking someone to do is support the removal of AK-47s from the planet, uh, specifically in Africa, by buying a pen that you would now hold in your hand that represents a destroyed AK-47, including the serial number of the weapon.
0: So here's my thinking on this. Mm -hmm. I think that that's cool, but I don't like the fact that they designed it with... So the design—I'll come back to why Mm -hmm. I think that's a cool thing in a minute. They say like Mm -hmm. it is designed to look like it's inspired by an AK-47. I think that's crazy, but the Mm -hmm. idea that it's made from is good, right? Like the pen is to is to stop gun violence. So you are literally Mm -hmm. taking pens, uh, sorry, Mm -hmm. taking guns, pen violence, taking guns (laughs) and turning them into pens, right? Like I think that that is cool. My my problem is that they've used. Gun design cues, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense.
1: Right. So what stopped me in my tracks on this pen was the looks. Like I'm flipping through the catalog. I was like, wow, this is a really good looking cross pen. What is this? And then I read the story. I was like, okay, that's great. They're removing guns from this uh, area in Africa. That's awful. And then I looked closer at the pen. I was like, well, it's made to represent an AK-47, which... Is kind of backwards if I'm – it kind of crosses the wires there of do I support, you know, this program by carrying a mini AK-47 pin is <laughs> what it looks like to me. But it's a sweet-looking pin. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just the – I am having – I don't care, you know, which side of the, the ledger you're on, this pin – design plus the story doesn't make sense to me like I'm I I, it doesn't jive in my brain what they're trying to do here um besides trying to do good but I think it was and they made a beautiful pen but are the people who support this program going to want to carry this pen I don't know it was just that I I had more questions than answers when I saw this pen which I thought was just a really good looking pen
0: yeah it's actually one of
1: the the better cross designs I've seen in a long time to be quite honest it's great Mm mm-hmm yeah, but the real the real new stuff, Mike. I know what you want to talk about.
0: <laughs> it right, says so a new Retro Fifty One catalog.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: this is their, I think they do it every year, maybe a couple of times a year. Um, so
1: their big re- their big release comes this time of year, which is National Stationery Show time yep. of the year in the US in May.
0: So there is a there's a bunch of new stuff. Um, there's some that I like, some that I'm just not interested in, but I can see why people mm-hmm. would like them. Like for example, they have a big shot which looks like a Cuban cigar, Mm -hmm. and it's like I think it looks really cool, but I would never own that one, right? Like that's not for me, but like I can see why somebody might want it. Um, For me, the the real winners are the vintage metalsmith ones. So they have they have one which is modeled after the Statue of Liberty, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, -hmm. it's acid etched and printing. Uh, it's got a antique copper finish. So the, the the kind of copper furniture and there's one called cursive, which is just basically celebrating handwriting, right? Like it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, that looks really nice too. And that is, uh, that's got copper too. They're both copper. Um, like, as the, as the the finishings on them. So, they're, I think, the two standouts of the the, the range that they've got. They've got some new uh, colors in the Tornado fountain pens, which are great. Like, uh, they've got a peacock and an orange. So, it's like a blue and an orange. They look real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have some of their uh, exclusives, right? They're listing some of the exclusives that they have. And yeah, I haven't one... seen them do that before. Yeah, exactly. There's one that's, like, real nice, which is, is it the say? Uh, yeah, Lasse Roulette Roule. Tornado, which is Roule. from
1: Scriptura. Scon. It's beautiful, this one. Very yeah, so I don't know, nice. I've never heard of Scriptura, but I think Anna might have bought these, and it is absolutely amazing. This is yep. super, super cool. Um Yeah, it's I don't think I'm gonna hunt it down because I don't need it, but wow does it look good. So I'm I'm with you on the looks of the new pens. I love the two new metalsmiths. The cursive is awesome. It has the old school line paper with the red and blue dot dashes and lines um, with different uh, letters and characters and the Statue of Liberty one, of course, is a will sell extremely well. The Big Shot Cigar, I'm on the same page as you. The other one is the Big Shot Titanium, which, you know, that old one we got, it's almost like, I don't know if it's a reissue of it, um, if it has the same what do you call like we had that the titanium you know little logo on the back i don't think this is exactly the same but it the it actually yeah it's pretty close to the same i think it's a little bit different finish on the ones that we have that one of our listeners sent us way back in the day yeah slim tornadoes and fountain pens you know they're not really my thing um i do have a slim tornado coming from the uh, last series which i like better than the solid ones Um,
0: yeah that's some interesting patterns
1: right yeah, but that Scriptura tornado is fantastic looking. So, and do you know what these desk sets? They've been selling out like everywhere. I don't know why, but that's a that's a real popular item. I guess just like the hand. This is a great gift, man. Yeah,
0: what a great gift for someone.
1: Did you ever get the hand that holds the pen? Did you ever get that? <laughs> no, one? I never got the hand. <laughs> that thing was awesome. <laughs>
0: But, like, those, those, these, these, these desk sets are great. Like, they're great gifts for someone, mm-hmm. right? Like, for a boss or something.
1: Yeah. I know I was talking to Lisa Van Ness about it, and she was like, they were essentially sold before she even got them in. Like, huh. they can't get a lot of them, and they're just great.
0: I'm not, I love the blue one, the turquoise one.
1: Yeah. Yep. Looks great. Yep. Um, the fountain pens still have the same section that I don't like. Hopefully, one day, maybe they can do an upgrade on that because the build. And style of the pen is good. Um, on those old ones I sent you, they don't have the the new funky section. They have a more normal one, I think. But I, I'd have to go back and look at them or get you to look at them. But um, yeah, good stuff as always by Retro 51. And it and it never stops, which is great. That's one reason why I, we love them so much. They're always coming up with something new and interesting. And I think out of all of that list, I'll probably end up with the cursive one just because it's really good looking. Should I take a break? yeah let's because I gotta let, let's take a break because I have a lot of reading to do out loud on this next segment oh yeah you need, I need to take a, a drink. breath
0: you need to take a breath mm-hmm. today's show mm-hmm. is brought to you by Pen Chalet Pen Chalet sell amazing rollerballs fountain pens ballpoints mechanical pencils and more from your favorite brands like Pelican Lamy Pilot Namiki Sailor Kaveco Monteverde all of them all the great brands and they're an authorized dealer as well They have great shipping rates internationally and offer free shipping on orders of over $50 in the U.S., Penn have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That is what they care about. They want to make sure that you're happy with the orders that you receive. And I've seen many people who have had questions and queries for Penn and they've wrote to us and be like, oh, they're great. They really helped us out. Like we know that this is the thing that is in action for them. They sell tons of different accessories as well. They have refills. They have pen holders. Whatever you're looking for, they've got it. They're always doing great discounts and great deals and they're very fast and reliable customer service. So go to PennChalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password penaddict and you will get access to this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penshale. Now, we have one of those offers this week that I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, it is a fantastic pen that Penshale uh have on offer. It's discounted in some select colors and nib sizes. Now, this is a pen that is very good to get any discount on. But you can get 30% off this pen, plus the 10% coupon as well. You really need to go and look at this. It's com. (laughs) Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict, and you will be able to take a look. There's, I think, three or four pens there, but there's one of them specifically that is the special offer this week. You should go and look at it.
1: Yeah, you, you should go. It's lower than I've seen anywhere ever, I think for a pen that we recommend very highly so you should go look at this hey one of the ballpoints on here there's a there's a ballpoint on here i don't know if i can say it or not but it's pretty awesome too i i've got a i've i've got this thing for ballpoint pens recently and uh, this one is really nice and it's very very it's way under half price so it looks good so go to pen Chalet this week you will not be disappointed like i mean you never are but this week is even more special than usual.
0: Yeah, if you're listening to the show and you haven't gone yet, you should because they might already be sold out. Thanks so much to Pen Shelley for the support of this show and Relay FM. All
1: right, Mike. So I've had this email for probably like two months in my inbox, and I keep saving it in my inbox because it's great information that was passed along to me. And I want to share this information and I actually wish I could post it somewhere. Maybe I'll I'll see if I can repost the email on the Pen Attic because it's it's I I learned a lot from this post, and it's on a very simple pen, and I'm calling this the specialness of the Uniball Sino 307. So, listener of the show, Adam, who lives in Japan, um, has been listening to the show, and I'm going to read, I think, this entire thing, and then we can talk about it. Maybe I'll stop. um, You can stop me if we want to talk about something in the in the middle, but I want to go through this whole thing because it kind of goes all together and I'll try to clean it up a little bit because uh, there's some jargony stuff in here, but this is about the, the Sino 307 or Signo 307, I should say. So Adam says the key feature to the Signo 307 line is the refill. Most Signo pens use the UMR eight, and then the character to d- denote their tip width refills. And some have an N on the end, but the 307 series refill has an E, Added on the end instead. On the Uniball Japanese website, the UMR-8E refill is listed as compatible only with the 307, even though the shape and size of both refill types are identical to the non-E refills. So basically he's saying, we have a new refill on the 307 that's denoted with an E. So he says, the true gem of the 307 ink is that it uses cellulose nanofibers, which is denoted as CNF, to reduce viscosity and increase ink flow. That's why the 307 writes flawlessly. Also, since CNF is derived from plant fibers, it has the added benefit of being eco-friendly compared to other synthetic ink additives. We have links to all, like he sourced out this whole email. I have links to everything and um, it just keeps getting more interesting to me. The drawback is the price. A kilogram of the nanofiber gel costs between $50 and $100. He also has a link to that. So clearly, it costs more to make ink that includes CNF. This informs the design changes compared to the 207. The 207 had a metal clip and barrel. The 307 has plastic for both. I believe these are cost-cutting measures to keep the pen at a similar price point. The pen series has expanded since you wrote the review in 2015. There are .38, and .5 tips now. In Japan, the 307 has completely replaced the 207. I can't find a 207 anywhere. I hope this illuminates the specialness of the Signo 307 series. I think it is a preview of future inks. So here's why I find this interesting. Number one, when the 307 came out, everyone was raving about it. Rightfully so, but. Me and I think probably everyone thought it was the same refill as the 207, and the body style changed. But when you see big companies like Uni, Mitsubishi, or Pilot doing this level of work to upgrade their gel ink it makes me happy <laughs> this is like this was one of the most exciting emails i ever got because i'm that kind of dork right mm-hmm. like yeah, i care yeah. about this <laughs> it's important to me that stationary moves forward somehow and this is something that no one in their right mind would ever notice right it's nothing i would ever notice i would notice oh this writes a little bit better than the last version they must have done something and I would can't I would kind of leave it at that right but this just makes me grin from ear to ear that they're that a company in this day and age will invest that much into technology and research to use a different type of material when making the ink to reduce viscosity and increase ink flow Like for in a $3 pen, like it's, that's a lot, that's a big investment that doesn't translate to your normal pen user, right? No one's going to care that this has all these features added into the ink. They just care that their pen writes well. But to me, it gets me excited that, oh, that's cool that they did that. What can they do next? You know, what other cool thing are they going to have? Is this ink going to go into all the different inks? And Uniball is one that stealthily adds this stuff, right? When the Jetstream added Super Ink Technology, which is their archival features a few years back, they kind of didn't announce it right up up front. It was in their liquid ink pens, the Super Ink Technology, um, and uh, like the Vision or the Eye. And then they put it in the jet stream, jet stream. That was kind of a big deal because it's a different ink formulation completely. And now just all their pens by default are, have this super ink technology to keep the ink from getting washed out or modified or mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm, like that. It mm-hmm. essentially adds permanence without being a permanent pen. I don't know. It's just something about, I've wanted to share this email forever even though like I'm the only one that probably gets excited about these things yeah, because I I have hope in this industry and something little like this makes a big deal. Plus I eventually want them to knock off the pilot G2. So pilot will change their design and change their ink, which is decade overdue. And, but they're the best selling pen in the world, you know, is Uniball going to be able to put a funny YouTube commercial out that says, Hey, this ink's awesome. And we're better. And then all of a sudden take market share. It doesn't really work like that. Right. Um, but I I don't know. This gets me excited. And, you know, I, I need to get some of the new 307.38 to have the point fives. And um, so, yeah, that's just something I wanted to read and share with everyone, because that's what gets me. This is what gets me up in the morning. Mike Pin industry news.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, of course, this is like the people. People say to me, like, how can you do a weekly show about pens? And I'm like, well, because every industry has news, right? Like, right. it's it's every industry. There is there is an industry for everything. Um, I wanna I wanna repeat some of this back to you, though, Brad, to make sure that I've understood mm. what's going on here. So, sure. the 307 was introduced a few years ago, right, to re- replace the yeah. 207, effectively. Right. Um, and when you reviewed it, it had this new ink technology in.
1: That I need to go. I can go look at those pens that I still have and see if they have the markings because he's just saying he found this. So, this is recent. A few months ago. Okay. So, yeah, Like now, a few months ago, he's found that. Right. So, I don't, but I don't know. Right. Were that, was it always there and no one caught it till now? Well, you've got to try that. You've got to guess of Did they these. just, well, I have the old ones. So, I just need to go look at the old ones to see what kind of markings they have on the refill.
0: Because they got to have the E on them, right? If they've got the E on them, then they've got this new special technology in
1: them. Right. So for the show notes today, you know my favorite Signo is the DX, what I call the DX, which is actually denoted as the UM UM151, where they're coming out with a needle point, 0.38 millimeter that I have the early version of. And I'm using that because I wanted to look at the refill to see, did it have this E on the refill indicator? And it doesn't. Right. So this is a purple pen. You know, maybe okay, they've only solved this problem for black and red and blue so far. Is it going to propagate through other signal lines? Is it going to propagate through the rest of the Uniball lineup? Right. I, I don't know, but I I think it's interesting enough to pay attention to. Yeah, of course. That's that's what I do.
0: So the main property that they're trying to solve here, or well, the main property that they're adding to solve a problem is to make sure that the ink
1: flows evenly, right? Exactly. So you want a just a dead black, smooth line that never fails. That's that's the right. ultimate goal. So you don't want any white space or skipping. You know how you were talking about the, the super
0: ink. I guess they're doing the same, mm-hmm. right? They're adding this to kind of test it at scale. Before they talk about it and then add it, I guess, to this technology, whatever it is that they're doing. Well, I mean, you've explained it, but to me, it's still like whatever that is. Like, I don't know what that is. Right. Uh, Like, whatever (laughs) it is that they're doing, then they'll add it to their other pens and their other lines or other Mm -hmm. refills in theory, right?
1: Right. And it, it also, I think it's also telling that they're willing to spend, right? They're not trying to... How can we do this and do it cheaper? And they're like, how can we do this better? And it's going to cost more. How can we figure out the charge the same price? Yeah.
0: And they just reduce some things that are kind of not important, like the fact that whether the melt right. the clip on a pen that costs a couple of dollars is plastic or metal, right?
1: Right, right. They're they're not committing to a race to the bottom. They're committing to a better writing experience, even at an added cost or maybe some blowback because of yeah. that, you know, because it's not the cheapest gel ink pen on the market. That's why pilot beats them.
0: Because right, here's the thing, if you're making a pen like this, which really is intended to be mass market, you buy 20 of them, you lose 15 of them. I don't know right. if writing experience is 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 the thing you should be, you know, you, you necessarily try and solve. Right? Like, if you want to increase the, 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 the sales of the pen, make it look nicer. Right? Like, for, for right. that sort of market, that might be the best thing to do. But of course, we don't believe that, and I'm happy to see that a pen maker who makes the the level of pens that they do, right, like in scale, also cares about the writing experience and not just Mm -hmm. like, how can we make this more visually appealing to sell more of them? Or like, for example, right, like, why do you see the Lamy Safari in so many stores? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a great pen, but you see it there because it looks good. And like, people buy Lamy's because they're like, this looks cool. And, mm. I mean, I wouldn't say that the, the Uniball 307 looks very cool. Uh, it doesn't. Um, I actually think, personally, like, aesthetically prefer the G2's design, which is probably mm. why it sells so many. Um, because people like the way it looks, they buy it, it works great, then why would you change? So, I mean, I'm ha- I- I'm happy to see that still a company like Uni would put the effort in to the, the way that the ink flows as a way to try and to gra- gain some ground. I think it's a at least for pen addicts, a, a good thing to do.
1: Right, because in the past, they've always been beaten by G2 in darkness. The G2 ink has always been blacker in my comparisons. Right. So now they're getting into, okay, well, we're just as dark of, you know, we're the blackest black ink and we're just better now. You know, it's going to write better. G2s always are have been a little bit more rough writing, a little bit, you know, scratchier and things like that, but they just win in you know the the darkness it's like the first upgrade pen that people get you know when they're tired of what they're using at the office they'll see a G2 at a yep. grocery store no more bix grab them and they're they're done yeah um it's funny the chat room is looking at their 307s now we already have a report in uh, hot off the presses from hot couple loving uh has the Sino 0307 with a UMR 87E refill so that's the that's right good new one. refill so that's interesting so now i need to check my old ones which are i guess at this point uh closely close to being three years old now if they did that originally uh, or not so anyway like this is this this is the silly stuff that i could talk on and on about you know for for ages even though it's kind of not interesting <laughs> but in a big picture to me it is Shh, <laughs>
0: don't say that they'll stop listening
1: yeah well no, publicly, yeah, like I can see I was like, Oh god, Brad's talking about three dollar gel pen ink technology, whoop de damn do. <laughs> but I think it's fun. I, I I I didn't delete this email because I wanted at some point to read it. I just had to find the right time and today was your lucky day, Mike. You got to learn more about uni gel ink and we're all better off for it. So tell me how I can feed my belly.
0: Blue apron. That's what you got to do.
1: <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by
0: Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients. Blue Apron's ingredients are what really make them stand out. They believe that they want to support, and they do support, a more sustainable food system. They set the highest standards for their ingredients, the highest standards for their suppliers to make sure that they are getting the best ingredients to put on your plate. Everything that Blue Apron sends, so all of the ingredients in all of the meals I'm going to tell you about in a moment, they all come with a freshness guarantee every ingredient that arrives from your blue apron meals arrives ready to cook if it doesn't they'll make it right for less than ten dollars a meal blue apron will deliver seasonal recipes with these incredible ingredients that all have these great recipe cards so it's easy step by step you can follow along and prepare these meals in 40 minutes or less and all of these fresh, lovely ingredients that I've been telling you so much about. They all come pre-portioned so you get just what you need, which is awesome, and it's all labeled up so you know which recipe includes which ingredients. Very, very cool. You can choose from a variety of recipes every week, or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you You can set your dietary preferences as well so they'll know what to offer and what to send. And no recipes are repeated within a year. Right now, you could cook food like crispy salmon and roasted potato salad with pickled mustard seeds and creme fraiche sauce, or maybe even baked spinach and egg flatbread with sauteed asparagus and lemon aioli. Blue Apron delivers to 99% of the continental US, and there's no weekly commitment. You just get the deliveries when you want them. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with your first purchase, including free shipping. By going to blueapron.com/panaddict, you're gonna love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So go to blueapron.com/panaddict, and we thank them for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron: A Better Way to Cook.
1: So Mike, if that last topic wasn't thrilling enough, let's talk about blogging. What do you think?
0: No, see, I could do this right. Like I can talk about the intricacies <laughs> of blogging for hours, for as long as you can talk about the viscosity of gelling. <laughs>
1: Actually, this is a a topic that I really enjoy talking about, and uh, Paul, who writes at uh, the Poor Penman blog, uh, who I met out in LA, he had a sweet uh, Fallout hoodie on, so I knew he was a good dude right then. Um, You know, he sent me an email a few weeks ago, just wanting to talk, you know, about blogging and stuff, because he's been doing it for a little while now. Can I
0: start off here, Brad, by by giving some advice to lovely Paul? Yeah. Yes. What do you think my advice is going to be? Can Get off guess? the
1: WordPress domain.
0: Get off the WordPress domain. You, you have a, you know, I don't know if your your domain is available, but you need a domain. You need a domain mm-hmm. that you can just say without dots in it other than .com or .co, right? It, you mm-hmm. should be right. having, if it's available, the poorpenman.com. That's what right. you should have. No .wordpress, right. no .squarespace, no .tumblr. Get a domain name.
1: So let's get into his question, and then I think we'll have a lot to say about, you know, the the topics that he brings up. Mm -hmm. So he said, this feels like an Ask TPA thing, but I have a question for you about the business of blogging. To preface, I don't want to become the sort of blog that subsides completely on free or review sample products from manufacturers, but my budget-minded blog is somewhat self-limiting as I cannot afford to buy all the hot new products in the pen and stationery world. Whatever I spend my money on has to be worth it. So here's the questions. In your experience, what are vendors, manufacturers looking for in bloggers or reviewers when it comes to requesting stuff to write up? Is there a minimum average viewership I should shoot for? Um, let's stop there. He has a bonus question, which is completely separate from this. So, do you wanna do you wanna go into this? Do you want me to start or?
0: Well, okay. So like my, I mean, I don't do this right, but like I have some mm. some level of experience with it. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just say straight up that like I get lots of offers from companies to, to mm-hmm. take their products and talk about them and I never do it mm-hmm. on the podcasts I just never do it um, mm-hmm. with the YouTube stuff like I, I'm more inclined to do that because it's just me um, But the, well the reason I don't do it on the, uh, on the shows is because we take sponsorships and mm-hmm. I like to keep the sponsored content Right. Not sponsored content. The sponsored sections, I should say, and the actual regular topics, content of the show separate. So I don't take free things to review. Right. Like it's not something that I do. I don't think I've ever done that for the show. Like people send me gifts and I might talk about them, but there is Mm -hmm. never discussion of review. Um, Right. That's for all of my shows. And I would say, right, like, oh, someone sent me this thing. But I never take reviews for products just because I don't want to and I don't need to. Now, Mm -hmm. and that's because I don't have a podcast about reviewing things. If I Mm -hmm. had a technology product review show, that would be different. right? Right. You know, I mean, and sometimes people might send me codes for apps but it's never something that I wouldn't have reviewed in the first place, right? Like, I, I, I don't do this stuff because I don't have this defined review world. Now, if the Pen Addict podcast was a pen review show, then that's a different story. And the reason, I mean, because the reason that I don't take these products, it's not a moral thing. I just don't do it because I don't want to mix stuff up. But if my show was focused completely around talking about a new pen every single week, I haven't got enough money to do that myself. Right. right. Like, I would have to take the review content, right? Which is why right. I understand why the penaddict.com does, right? Because mm. where else are these pens going to come from? Right. That's a really long way around of saying that, like, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's clear. But I just wanted to, like, set my focus here on the fact that I just don't. Get involved in this for the shows because it feels like a bit of a mess. It is a mess, no matter whatever mm. it is, right? It's always a mess. So if I can avoid it, I do.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum in that I run a review blog. But at the same time, I'm also glad to have the Pin Attic because I can keep uh, the Pen Attic podcast because I can keep the blog more reviews based and I do get gobs of free stuff. And that's, you know, just built up over time. That's a long, long process that it came to be, you know, in the past two or three years running completely differently. So to kind of get into the questions, so Paul doesn't want to subside on free stuff from manufacturers, but also doesn't have the money to buy everything. And I guess he's, I guess to put words in his mouth, to keep the blog fresh, right? So he wants to keep the blog fresh. So how does he get there? And that's kind of the hardest thing because there's no quick solution to that in my mind. You know, it's a matter of putting in the time, putting in the content, working on the exposure, you know, getting things out there publicly, being active on social media, and it kind of just all works. And then your links start bouncing around when you write something good you know, among people on Twitter and you start getting mentions and comments in other places and then, you know, vendors might see you and, you know, want to send you some things or you can reach out and say, hey, um, this is what I do. And, you know, I've gotten some good response on these types of reviews. Would you be in- And I see that you carry these types of pens. Would you be interesting in sending me a few products that I can write about? Now, the gotcha with that that you have to be very careful on, which I'm always careful on is I I never promise anyone anything, right. That goes from when I'm going to do a review, um, what I'm going to write about. Is it, you know, am I going to guarantee someone a positive review? Clearly no. Um, you know, I just had a, a review on Monday where I received a very expensive notebook and I pretty much, didn't like it and I said that in the review so you have to commit to those types of things and you can't worry about okay if I'm getting products for free you can't worry about where the next free product is going to come from because of what I say and, and let it bias your review you can't be always positive and you're most, done at that point you're over you're done yeah and most people realize that I mean I the pen industry has been very good about understanding where bloggers play in the whole um you know, arena of what we do of stationary online. And I have never had anyone ask me, you know, make sure you say something nice or don't knock it or don't anything. I mean, you know, we did a big Aurora review. Um, Susan did a big Aurora flex review and pretty much, you know, just she didn't kill the pen, but she was like, basically like, I don't get it and I don't see that it's worth the money. And, you know, I took a bunch of heat from that and I, I just don't think that care. that
0: was a really good example of the way that, I mean, okay, we're not trying to toot your horn here, but I'm going to for a minute, mm-hmm. of the way that you're able to, to do this because this this interview, oh, sorry, this, this, this product came out after like a big interview that Aurora gave you, right? Like they'd sent mm-hmm. you some stuff. Everyone was really excited for the flex and then Susan wrote this review and I assume mm-hmm. you edit it, right? You see it before it goes out and yeah. she trashes it. Now, mm-hmm. that would be the perfect like time for like if you if you were attempting to build a good relationship, for you to be like, mm, let's tone this down a bit. But mm. it wasn't toned down. Mm. So that, I think that yeah, was so a good s- example, like to show that that really you it is important to keep the the honesty, right?
1: Right. Yeah, you have to. Like Susan was actually worried about it. Um, she would email, she emailed me at least twice while she was doing the review and while she was using the pen and you know, she was worried about it being too negative. And I said, look, I said, are you being honest? And she'd say, yes. And I said, then I don't care what you say. And that's it. Like there's, there was no discussion for me about it. I didn't change a single letter in her review. I just want to know, are you giving me your honest opinion what do you think about this pen? Yes. Then we're done. Like there's nothing there's nothing else. But you know, I'm also in a different place than Paul is because he's trying to get started. Yeah, right? like this is the problem so so with saying, saying this different. about about right. Brad Dowdy. Right. Right. My experience is super different than anyone else's. Like
0: you can trash a company and they'll send you their next pen. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be how it is for other people. But you just need to understand that when you're going in, right? Okay, so let's say you get a pen and you hate it. Well, you've got to write the review. You've got to say you don't like it. And you can keep working until the next company comes. And then hopefully that next company sends you a good product. right? Right. There is a real, like I remember, so example of this for me. uh, There was a time many years ago where I was starting a, a blog where I wanted to do technology reviews, and then eventually it would become a podcast as well when it's like time together. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a Samsung Galaxy Note to review. So I went through all the hoops, and I spoke to a, a PR representative of Samsung, and they're like, we will send you one, but first we're going to send you a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So they sent me this Chromebook, and I hated absolutely everything about it. Mm-hmm. And I said that. I My review was about how bad this product was, right? Like that was the angle. It was just like, this sucks. And I never heard anything back from them again.
1: Right. So I, I think the takeaway is if you're worried about losing a vendor, vendor access for future product reviews, that's not a vendor you want to work with in the first place, right? You don't want to continue down that path of sacrificing your beliefs to keep access to products. Right, like you're gonna feel
0: happy, that way. you
1: know? Like, is that gonna make you right. feel happy? I don't think so. It makes you feel, it makes you feel gross, right? I mean, so, it, so that's why it's never phased me. If someone doesn't want to work with me anymore because I gave an honest opinion about a product and they didn't like it, I mean, that's just the way it is. There's, there's a lot more products out there, right? You know, there's a, there's a lot of things. So, I, I don't know if we're helping Paul or not. I, I hope we are a little bit, but you know paul you've set the blog up to cover a very specific thing so you just need to focus on that very specific thing repeatedly and let your personality come out in the posts be specific about your likes and dislikes have an opinion at the end of the post not every product's great not every product's terrible it's hard it's kind of hard to review those products in the middle right those are the those are the tough ones to review that have a good list of pros and cons, but lay, lay it all out there. Be clear in what you're doing. Um, you know, share those things online, you know, talk to other people, you know, in, on Twitter and, and, you know, spread the word about it. But just, I mean, you've, y'all you have heard me say it a thousand times, but you got to be able to sleep at night with your decisions. And that's the way I look at it. You know, does am I doing something that I'm not comfortable with? And you got to say no a lot. And that's okay to say no. So, you know, be honest, be truthful, have an opinion. Those are kind of my top, top things that, you know, I look for when I read other, other reviews. Are they, do I feel they're giving me their honest opinion about the pen? And do they, do they actually have an opinion or are they just playing it safe? You know, I'm not saying be overly aggressive one way or the other, but you can tell when someone's playing it safe. And sometimes, there are products where, well, it's just kind of in the middle. So, does it come out looking like, well, I just played this safe? Yeah, I guess so. But you really kind of need to take a stand, I think, on products. At least, at least for me, that's what I've always believed. You know, have an opinion, um, and make sure that opinion shows in your writing. Um, anything else on that before I get to his the second part of his question?
0: Um, no, I, th- I think I think we well, I think we've said what we want to say. Whether it's helpful or not is, I don't know, yeah. right?
1: Right. So when I when I was thinking about his question, I went to my notebook and I wrote down everything about starting a blog. Like that's another half an hour worth of conversation. You know, that's not the question that he asked. But I ended up writing like basically from the beginning, like this whole, you know, hierarchy outline in my notebook. So maybe I'll work on, on fleshing that out a little bit more and do a post on the blog or something like that. Um, because it, it gets asked a lot from time to time and I love seeing new, new writers in the space and anything I can do to help and support them is one of my goals. Like, and this goes along with his, his next question. So let me, let me read this a little bit. So bonus question, where or how do you find and select your guest reviewers for the Panatic blog? What does it take to get on that short list? So anytime I've had an opening for help, I've posted it either on the blog or in Slack and I've been lucky just this morning, Jeff realized that he's been writing for me for four years, every week for four years, which is pretty amazing. I didn't go back and look at Susan's history, but it's got to be in the two to three year range. So I've never really needed anyone Yeah. Um, up until recently. I was getting busy. Then I put out a call on Slack because I knew a lot of the people in the Slack. Like I could tell, you know, what type of person there are from how they interact in Slack. So I put out the call in the Slack room and lucked out into Sarah. Like when I read her, her email wanting the job, I knew immediately like that's the one. So I'm good as far as regular reviewers, but guest reviewers is a different thing. I'm open to anyone that wants to guest review anything at any time. You know, I don't put that call out just because it takes up a lot of time to work with a guest reviewer. Like, like I have a workflow with the writers for the pen addict guest reviewers. I'm open. If you want to send something to me, an idea, a pitch idea, just for any kind of basic review, I'm wide open and I love to shine the light on anyone and everyone in this community. Like I don't like, I don't do this for me. You know, it's a weird thing to say because I obviously do do it to make a living. You know, I do it to um, to put food on my table. It is my job. But my job also includes shining the light on the community as a whole. You know, I'm a big believer in the rising tide raises all ships. I want the spotlight shined on anyone who wants it. And I am glad to share, reblog, tweet you know, you know, regram anything that anyone wants, you know, if, you know, I think it will help. And I would love to help anyone who's getting started with you having you on to do a guest post so we can get like a big traffic bump over to your site. I mean, it, it happens, you know, the my site's large enough to where if you post an article, you're going to see some traffic increase. Um, And I love doing that. I mean, I will, I I will spread the spread the word about anyone who wants to. So there is no guest review process for having a post on the Pen attic. Send me an email. Tell me what you want to talk about, and we'll decide if it's good. Um, You know, there there is a certain level of you know quality it has to be, and it's pretty much you have to you know it, but it's a very it's a low bar to cross but I have unfortunately had to turn some people down because I don't have a lot of editing time um I've had to turn people down because they can't take a picture or things like that and it just doesn't work when it becomes too much work for me <laughs> it's not going to work out um so yeah anyone is welcome to submit a guest post inquiry I don't have an official process for that um but I am happy to to have anyone at any time you could do something, you know, regularly once or, you know, every few months, you're, you're welcome to throw something out. And, uh, I, I'd be happy to share. So, I my, my inbox is open as are my DMS. So you can slide into my DMS, Mike, anytime you want big boy.
0: All right. I think that's <laughs> the end of this week's episode. Uh, if you want to say you're tired it? of
1: hearing me ramble, no, I feel, I, I'm not.
0: I, 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 I feel okay. like that we've done all we can okay um, you know I, I don't know i don't know what more we can give it in the way of advice i think for that
1: <laughs> cool well i i'm happy to help anytime just like paul you know i i could have written this all in an email but i felt it was better to say it on the show and because well, it, it that- gets a
0: wide audience so there, there are definitely other people listening to this show who are thinking about
1: this right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah oh absolutely that's why I ended up writing all these notes about blogging in general. So, yeah, absolutely. So you can
0: find us online over at relay.fm slash slash 258. That's where you'll find the show notes for this week's episode. Uh, don't forget about the wiki, stationary.wiki. Go and fill it out. It's uh, filling up more and more and more. Please, please, please continue to do what you do in that wiki. Um, yeah. big big
1: gains in the wiki i know mm -hmm. uh, phil's in the chat room today he's a big uh big help with the wiki he's just added the rsvp podcast in there um that's a new podcast that you should all go listen to and support um d and lenore and Les as they build up trying to build up a new podcast and they're doing a great job so far so yeah all kinds of things are going on in in the wiki right now
0: and all I can do is just please ask if someone can try and fix the numbering.
1: <laughs> I think I might have a potential <laughs> the, solution. I think Matthias was looking at it. I, I, I can't remember the solution. I haven't followed it A in the potential
0: past solution could be to number all of the episodes of zero something something. Sure. That might do it, right? So if that, someone wants to do that, that could be a way to try and do it. Stationary.wiki. There's so much great stuff going on in there. So thank you to everyone that's doing that. Mm-hmm. And also, don't forget, we have a subreddit that you can go to, reddit.com slash r slash penaddict to find that. You can find Brad's work at penaddict.com. He is dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Don't forget to go to knock.co to buy some amazing goods as well. And uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.